Hi, Jack Allen. Thank you for listening to The Slippery Slope. So are you ready for the circus? That is Donald J. Trump being arrested. Things very, in a way, it's very interesting. I think what makes it more interesting than anything else uh, is all the background to it. Uh, just I want to go through some of the background issues when it comes to Donald J. Trump, former president, the man who's actually running to be the next president uh, in the next U.S. election. All the other stories that have happened in the background that are continuing to happen in the background, that is what makes it more interesting than anything else. Um, you know, there's, there's so much to the story. Just want to say what um, yeah, I read quite a bit of what uh, what, what um, Alex Berenson says. He had an interesting comment. He says, um, you know, can anyone tell for the crime, you know, Trump is being indicted as best as anyone can tell for the crime, inverted commas, quote unquote, crime of allegedly misclassifying a payment in internal business records. It's not exactly murder one especially since the charge comes from a prosecutor who said he would try to avoid charging armed robberies as felonies. I was reading that and I'm like, oh, okay. Wasn't sure what he was talking about here. Um, so I just want to delve into that, uh, delve into that a little bit. So this article here comes from the New New York Times. The headline says Manhattan DA sharpens crime policies that led to weeks of backlash, uh, Ellen Elvin, sorry, Elvin Briggs. Um, so this is the prosecutor. Okay, he clarified policies on robbery. Elvin Briggs clarified policies on robbery and gun possession that had prompted widespread pushback, marring his first month in office. I want to go back to where it actually explains what's happened. So um, it says that days after taking office on January one, the district attorney. Elvin Bragg instructed prosecutors in a memo to avoid seeking jail time for all but the most serious of crimes. So that's what he's put out there in the memo. Don't worry about prosecutors. Uh, sorry, don't worry about seeking jail time for anything other than the most serious of crimes. This, and this is the man who's currently uh, leading the prosecution for Donald J. Trump. So the document prompted weeks of pushback from police officers, small business owners, and public officials making Mr. Bragg a political target. So basically, he's had to go and do several backflips. So ever since then, he's had to devote uh, much of his time clarifying and modifying the policies outlined in the document, which had instructed prosecutors to avoid seeking jail time for certain crimes, inclu including... This included robbery, assault, and gun possession. He wanted, he'd instructed prosecutors to avoid seeking jail time for robbery, assault, and gun possession. Surely they are fairly flipping serious crimes. And yet he wanted those people, people that thought, you know what, I'll go out and rob someone, put people's lives in danger, threaten, threaten and harm, possibly harm people, but he doesn't want them. He's... He's mine. They don't deserve jail time. Gun possession. I mean, with all the issues that America, whether you agree with it or not, okay, but for all of the issues with with 
guns in America, and yet he didn't want jail time for that either. Seems a little weird. So with the release of the updates on Friday, Mr. Bragg completed the pivot that he started to make shortly after the backlash began. So he sent out an email. He said, uh, you know, there's been some source of confusion rather than clarity. It's funny because the source of confusion was actually him. (laughs) I love the way he's the source and yet he wants to kind of uh, deflect and make out, no, well, it's, uh, it's... Someone else's source. Someone else is the source. I don't know where they're getting this confusion from. So he's emphasized that it was up to the officers, prosecutors to determine how best to handle individual cases. So he goes on to say uh, commercial robberies that involve the use of guns or even convinced looking fake guns, convincing looking fake guns would be charged as felonies. Uh, I love the end of it. Um, said earlier that he would only charge robberies as felony if a defendant had created a genuine risk of physical harm. A genuine risk. How do you, what is a genuine risk? If it actually hasn't happened at the time, how can you tell what was a genuine risk? You're just supposed to take their word for it. That they genuinely, genuinely didn't mean to scare you. There was genuinely no risk to your life, even though I threatened to kill you. It wasn't a genuine threat. Uh, The other one, he said that gun possession would be taken seriously and that those walking the streets with guns would be prosecuted. The default in gun cases is a felony prosecution. Gun prosecution had not been among the crimes Mr. Bragg previously said he would seek incarceration for. He reiterated that violence against police officers would not be tolerated and that anyone who harmed an officer or tried to would be prosecuted. A clarification to his earlier announcement that he would not prosecute the standalone charge of resisting arrest. So much of this, the original memo, often called the day one memo, though it was released several days into Bragg's tenure, remains in place. But Mr. Bragg said that his office was not bound by its guidance and that it was up to his prosecutors to determine the course of individual cases. It remains to be seen how prosecutors in Manhattan will interpret the two documents in tandem. Uh, Tess M. Cohen, a former Manhattan drug prosecutor who is now a defense lawyer, said that the changes made Friday were more symbolic than substantive. Anyway, so this is the man leading the charge to try and, I don't know, can Trump actually go to prison for this? Whatever whatever might happen. He's the one leading the charge Um in charging Donald Trump. He's the one in charge of it all. How many times can I say charge in one one paragraph? So that is one story that's in the background. This fella Bragg, who um, you know, puts out this memo, doesn't want to uh doesn't want to see people who commit very serious offenses, doesn't want to see them going to jail, does a backflip, says, Oh no, no, it's all there's all this confusion around. I don't know how this confusion got here. I mean, it's it's my fault, obviously, the confusion got here, but please don't blame me. Um, And I'll put out this other document and clarify things. So that's the background. That's the first part of the background. Uh, Another part, another part of the, uh, the backstory, if you have, if you will, of Donald J. Trump being, being charged. Another story within the backstory, okay, which always swirls around is obviously the issues with uh, Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden. Now, Hunter Biden had a laptop and there was a lot of, uh, 
incriminating, incriminating evidence, I suppose, incriminating documents, emails on this laptop. And of course, this laptop or the story about the laptop was all poo-pooed. Um, you know, they said it was the mainstream media said it was not substantiated. Obviously, the details that were in this laptop were all released just before the uh well, it was in the the running up, the run up to the 2020 election, which Donald Trump was running against Joe Biden, father of Hunter Biden. Of course, uh, mainstream media, even though they might deny it, they'll say, well, you know, they, they blamed a Russian, Russian, uh, you know, Russian government saying, oh, this is a big, a big conspiracy theory. They planted this evidence. They planted the laptop, tried to deflect. Um, and anyway, it's all been substantiated now. The information on the laptop seems like it's all legit. This story is in the background. I'll go through this article here. It says uh, Twitter execs acknowledge mistakes with Hunter Biden laptop story, but they say no government involvement. <laughs> we're supposed to we're supposed to believe we're supposed to believe the um the yeah the the Twitter execs. Um, now look, I'm not I'm not really going to go through this whole story, uh, but I just want to read. There's one part down here that I want to read, and it was from. Uh, Now, I'm not going to read the whole lot of this story. There's this one and another one that I want to go through regarding these uh, the Twitter files and the, the Hunter Biden laptop. This paragraph says, uh, America, so this is from CNN Politics, says America witnessed a coordinated campaign by social media companies, mainstream news, and the intelligence communities to suppress and delegitimize the existence of Hunter Biden's laptop and its contents. That's what Corner said, adding that Twitter, working hand-in-hand hand with the FBI to monitor the protected speech of Americans receiving millions of dollars to do so. CNN had previously reported, however, that allegations the FBI told Twitter to suppress the story are unsupported, and a half-dozen tech executives and senior staff, along with multiple federal officials, Familiar with the matter, all denied any such uh, directive was given in interviews with CNN. Uh, and then you have, then you have this article here. Uh, this is talking the headline here. This is CNN Business released Twitter emails show how employees debated how to handle 2020 New York Post Hunter Biden story. This one here talks a lot about uh, Elon Musk and how he was teasing this big story, this release of documents. Um, anyway, this we'll just read this little section here from CNN Business it says then CEO then CEO Jack Dorsey he has told US lawmakers that in hindsight suppressing the story was a mistake. So look I think we can all agree suppressing the story was a big mistake. Very possibly, very, very possibly changed the outcome of the election, regardless of whether you believe there was, um, how do you want to, how do you say it? I don't want to get kicked off. I'm, I'm tired of getting um, shadow banned on YouTube all the time, but you know, you've got to try and say the truth, don't you? Um, but whether you, whether you believe that there was uh fraud involved um, in the 2020 election or not, that story of the laptop, the the Hunter Biden laptop, definitely, definitely must have uh, 
must have helped shape the outcome. And you'd have to admit that if if that story had it been proven or it had been shown that it was legitimate, it probably did help to uh, guide the narrative, the outcome of the election. Now, let's get into what um, what is actually happening, actually happening with um, with well, part of what's actually happening with with Trump. I'm going to go through a story. I'll bring it up here for you to follow. It's from. I believe it's from Time Magazine, actually. Interesting, Time Magazine. Let's see if we can believe what they're saying. Anyway, yep, Time. It says, Elvin Bragg did what he had to do in indicting Trump. He did what he had to do. Man of the people he is. There he is, picture of Elvin Bragg. So, former U.S. president, a former U.S. president was indicted for the first time in history, and they chose to charge him with paying hush money to a porn star. Goes on to say, yes, only there is no they. So on Thursday, Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg, the dude who didn't happen to think or just so happened to think that robberies, you know, should be downplayed. You shouldn't go to jail if you commit armed robbery. That's his opinion. That's what he put out there in the memo. Little backflip. Anyway, so now he's leading the charge. So he's charged former President Donald J. Trump apparently for falsifying business records in 2016 to consider to to consider to conceal a $130,000 payment to Stormy Daniels the adult film star who reportedly threatened to go public with allegations that she and Trump had engaged in an extramarital affair the Wall Street Journal called it the weakest of charges <laughs> columnist Peggy Noonan, she wrote that the indictment was below us, tacky lowlifes doing tacky lowlife things. Instead of charging Trump in Manhattan, she wrote, save the handcuffs for Georgia. Because this is the thing, Trump is already being being investigated for other so-called crimes. (laughs) Uh, the, the, The big problem here is Donald J. Trump, has made a lot of enemies. Not yeah. Now, if you don't know what happened with Stormy Daniels, obviously, so they've had some kind of tryst. It's a bit of a tawdry affair. Um, she's come out and tried to. Well, she's threatened to go public. Obviously, he wants to run for president. He's given her a hundred thirty thousand dollar payment. Um, yeah, the whole thing's a bit. Things a bit. It's a bit off. But I mean, you know what. False, false business records. Try to cover it up or something. I mean, let's let's. Uh, it, it seems weird that they can overlook the fact that she was. I mean, she's tried to. She's threatened to go public. In reality, she's isn't isn't she just committing blackmail? In my mind, she is. She took the money. She took the money to supposedly stay quiet. Didn't help much, but yeah, she took the money. Then I think she came out anyway. But whatever's happened, it's a bit of a, I said, a tawdry affair. But hey, this is what they're running with. So the time continues on by saying criminal charges are not an either or proposition. Falsifying business records may pale in comparison with the other crimes for which Trump is under investigation. But defendants don't get a pass on other crimes just because they committed a more serious one in another jurisdiction. (laughs) I wonder if they actually read back what they're writing 
and think maybe we're being a little hypocritical in our stance here. I wonder if they actually do that. Goes on to say murderers are not legally immune for being charged with other less serious crimes. Trump is not either. Well, <laughs> of course, if his last name was Biden and he was Joe Joe Biden's son, um, then he could practically do anything, you know. But Trump mislabeled, mislabeled mislabeled a payment he did uh, to a porn star, pornographic artiste, if you would. So this is the background. This is the backstory, some of the backstory that's happening. Of course, another part to it is the fact that he was president. He allegedly, I'll say allegedly lost. There's some debate whether it was a, a fair loss, a fair, um, a fair election. Anyway, let's just say... He lost. He lost the election. Uh, Smokey Joe took over as president. Donald J. Trump comes back and says, I want to run again in the next election. Um, all of a sudden, all these other allegations are popping up, and now we're going to try and charge him with, uh, with mislabeling records. It's hard to take these things seriously. All these things that come out of the U.S., the U.S. US politics, U.S., media it's hard to take them seriously when you look at the background going on the question i ask is what else is actually happening what is happening that they don't want us to see now maybe it's just me being cynical maybe it's just just because i have a habit of questioning everything but i do wonder if they're making such a big deal about this and trying to charge trump what is it that they really don't want us to see? What else is happening in the background they don't want us to look at? I would guarantee there's something else happening um, and they're just trying to cover it up. False flag. This, to me, stinks of being a false flag. Anyway, that's just my opinion. Maybe I'm just a little too cynical about things. But hey, let me know what you think. I'd love to know. Do you think that Donald J. Trump should just, you know, he should be should be going to jail, should be getting charged? He's a bad, bad man. Or is this possibly a false flag and there's something else happening here and they're just trying to trying all these smoke and mirrors so that we don't see what's really what's really going on? Let me know what you think. My opinion anyway. Thanks for listening to the slippery slope.